Hello, this is Andrew Crawford. I am playing the Beast at the Cresset Pantomime this year. And I just want to wish Dogsthorpe Infant School a very happy Christmas. OK, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog. We're going to Halifax, where we're going to meet Brian Abraham. Well, first of all, you need to know I'm in a wheelchair. I'm a full-time wheelchair user. I had a bit of an accident about eight years ago, so I've been uh, in a wheelchair ever since, and I, and I always will be, because it's paraplegic. Um, so when I had my accident, my little grandson, Charles, was only six months old. So he's only ever known me in a wheelchair. In fact, he learned to walk by pushing me around the hospital using my wheelchair as a baby walker, which was which was quite cute. Um, so he only knows me in a wheelchair, but it just occurred to me one day, what's going to happen when I get that question? Granddad, why why aren't you walking around like everybody else? You know, why, why are you different to all the other granddads? So I thought I'd better have a good good answer ready for that one. So I wrote a silly story about being attacked by a lion in the jungle. Uh, I thought that'll be fun because I like making up nonsense. Um, and I wrote the story and, and my wife said, that's quite funny that you should maybe make it, you know, do a bit more with it. And, and I did. And I wrote another one and he'd always called me granddad wheels. So he knew which of his two granddads he was talking about. So um, the adventures of granddad wheels were born and I turned, uh, turn the first one into a book and then it's gone from there really wow i mean the, for the listeners who've not come across these books and we'll get onto the details of where you can get have a look at them and and per, hopefully purchase yeah. them um that 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 brilliantly illustrated brian brilliantly well i i can't draw i can't, I can't even draw a stick man to be quite honest with you so um after i'd written the first story um I thought, well, we really need to bring this to life with some pictures. So I found somebody who said they'd have a go at it, quite good at cartoons. And by the time I'd explained how many pictures I needed, they they quickly changed their mind because it was quite a big commitment. Then I found another person and they gave up. Then I found another person and they gave up. So I was on the verge of giving up. Um, but then somebody said, why don't you write to a local art society? Because they usually have you know, very enthusiastic amateurs. So I did, and and a lady from the Halifax Art Society where I live got in touch and said, I'd like to have a go. And I, I looked at some of the stuff she'd done online, and she was a beautiful artist doing um, oil paintings, you name it. Um, but she'd never drawn a cartoon in her life, but she had a go, and I thought, yeah, that's really good. Um, and like me, she's retired, so plenty of time on her hands. And uh, so she brought them to life, and uh, she's, she's illustrated me, my grandson Charles who becomes Charlie in the book 
So it's Grandad Wheels and Charlie. My wife, um, Charlie's granny, who's kind of become known as Grumpy Granny in the books because uh, she gets a bit fed up with all the nonsense I get up to. Uh, Charlie's mum, and then our dog Barney, uh, a spaniel. She's so all the illustrations are absolutely brilliant. And of course, being a cartoon granddad, he can do anything. So when I, for instance, in the third book, when I have a race against Paralympian Hannah Cockroft, who kindly agreed to be in the book, um, I can do all sorts of amazing things that I couldn't do in real life. So it's good fun. Wow. Now, you did mention the fact that you you were placed into a wheelchair through an accident. Um, what what exactly happened? Was it very sudden? Yeah, I won't, I won't go into great detail, but um, eight years ago, I was out on a bicycle, an ordinary bicycle. I was cycling. I decided to cycle home for some, from some friends in Derbyshire after a, uh, an overnight stay uh, to get a bit of training in because I, I was fancying cycling to the south of Spain of all places so I thought I'd better get uh, some practice in um I only got one mile down the road and uh, I had a bit of a bit of an accident I came off my bike over a wall down an embankment hit a tree uh, and landed in a river oh my goodness <laughs> yeah uh, so I was in a bad way I I uh, was in a coma for a few weeks and I was in hospital for a whole year um trying to get uh, get things back together and and I'm now paraplegic so paralyzed from the waist down um but you know you you've just got to get on haven't you absolutely yeah yeah uh, obviously a, a traumatic time for you but from out from out of that trauma has come granddad wills so that's that's wonderful i it's exactly. just i mean if somebody has said to me in the past you know you, you'll end up writing a book and i thought what i can't write a book so yeah i'm not the first person uh, who's become disabled to reinvent themselves some people do it through uh, sport obviously the Paralympics came out I don't know everybody knows this but the Paralympic movement started in Stoke Mandeville Spinal Hospital um, for paraplegic people that's how it all started Uh, I'm not particularly sporty I'm 64 now for goodness sake so I turn my my, uh, time to uh, creative stuff like writing these books and because I've got to self-publish them it's all it's a full-time job really because if, if I don't sort of promote them, then then nobody's going to know about them. So it's keeping me keeping me quite busy. Absolutely. Without, without giving the plots away, because we don't want to do that, we want the children to read the books themselves. What yeah. sort of um, antics does Grandad Wills get up to then? Does he, ah, you know, well, does he, does he go, does he go to, to, to places that you would never dream of going? Where, where does he go? Well, he I, I don't mind giving, I don't mind a few, a few sort of spoilers. So I mean, the, all the adventures start, start because um, when Granda tells Charlie about being attacked by a lion, Granny tells him off and says, don't tell him that nonsense, you know, tell him what really happened. So when he, when he hears about it, he thinks well, maybe Grandad's a bit bored. Um, so he decides that it'll be a great idea to take me to the park and shove me into the skateboard park. Um, and that's how the adventures start. In the second book, which personally I think is the funniest, um, it's set in a, a fictional supermarket, Cheap Foods, where I'm complaining about my arms aching. Um, so Charlie thinks it's a, a really good idea to help me by tying a fire extinguisher to the back of my wheelchair and pulling the pin out. And you can imagine the chaos that uh, that happens, hence the title, Chaos at Cheap Food. Um, 
the third book, we were so lucky, as I say, Hannah Cockcroft, who's from Halifax, as it happens, I met Hannah and said, you know, I've written this silly story about you and me having a race. And she said, go for it, do it. You know, let's have fun with it. So I end up in a race with her. And then this Friday, my fourth book comes out, which is a Christmas book, back in cheap food supermarket again. And I love this one. Charlie sees an advert for a Santa. The qualifications are you must be able to sit still all day and like children. He thinks that's my granddad. He can sit in his wheelchair. And he, and he likes kids. Um, so he gets me the job. The only thing is he doesn't tell me. So when I turn up thinking I'm going shopping, next thing you know, I end up as Santa. And Charlie's promised all his school friends free presents, uh, which the store manager doesn't like. So, again, you can imagine. The, the theme behind every book is it just descends into some kind of chaos. Fantastic. And it's all about showing kids that just because somebody's in a wheelchair, they can still have a load of fun, and they can still be fun to be with. That's the whole point of it. Mm, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So so you're obviously very busy with, with these books. Um, yeah. how, do you, how do you promote them? Do you, do you go out to schools or do you do online well, I, stuff? I do. I do. Well, just, just a bit more background because this is, this is good. It shows you how luck meets hard work. Um, when we started doing it, me and my uh, illustrator decided we didn't want to make any money not that we thought we would anyway but we thought if anybody buys them we'll just give the money to charity so we give everything every single penny we make we give to two charities that support people with spinal injuries like me um then the um the opportunity came to get a couple of press releases in local newspaper then we ended up on the bbc regional tv program um, that was great because then all of a sudden my website lit up and we sold a few. Then a firm of solicitors that I knew offered to sponsor me um, and they arranged a little launch party and a teacher turned up, a, a well-known head teacher in Leeds um, turned up and he said, I like this, I want 60 books please for my school. Wow. Uh, then he invited me into the school and you can see where I'm going here. One thing led to another and before you knew it, I was going into schools, doing visits to oh, yeah. read the stories with the kids, uh, interact with them. I do Zoom school visits virtually all over the country. Um, and everything goes through my website because with the exception of one little bookshop in Halifax, these books are only available from my website. Every publisher we wrote to just turned us down flat, maybe because I'm not a celebrity, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I've just got to do it myself. But the wonderful thing about the firm of solicitors, Erwin Mitchell, just to give them a plug, is they now cover all of my costs of printing. So if somebody buys one of my books, literally every single penny, not just the profit, every single penny that anybody pays will go straight to the charities we support. Um, we've raised 17,000 quid so far for the charities, and I'm oh, wow. absolutely confident that by... Christmas that will be 20,000. Good on you my friend, good on you. That's that's amazing. What 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 are the name of the, the two charities that that uh, benefit okay. from the book? Um one is the Spinal Injuries Association. They they're quite a big charity. They do an awful lot of stuff um to support people with spinal injuries not just at a personal level but also at a kind of um a higher level. They they lobby, they um try to change things to make life better for paralyzed people. The other one is a smaller charity called Backup. 
and I love backup because they do tons of practical stuff like um, kids in wheelchairs. They'll take them on training courses to give them the confidence to be out and about and the skills that they need. Um, so every penny we get goes to equally to those two charities. Wow. Great. I mean, the, the great thing about this is, I mean, it's, it's, it's so many, it hits the spot in so many different ways. It's, it, it helps char- important charities like the ones you've mentioned. It gets you into to schools that um, that children. I mean, Charlie was diff. Charles was different, wasn't he? Because he didn't know you before you was in the wheelchair. But there's a lot of oh, children, that's right. There's a lot of children that are suddenly seeing people in wheelchairs, and it might be their granddad, or it might be somebody in their family, and it's it's a big shock to them, or they just may not have come across somebody who's in a wheelchair all the time. So you going in, it's a very positive role yeah. model for them, isn't it? When I when I go to schools, I very often get that comment from teachers that, mm. you know, these kids, you're the first person in a wheelchair that they've ever interacted with. So, mm. uh, and I do a question and answer session where the kids can ask me literally anything. And you, obviously you can, you won't be surprised that the questions can be, wide ranging i always get the you know how do you how do you go to the toilet how do you get in bed how do you drive a car Mm. how do you do this and Mm. i give honest answers to all of those questions because Mm. they deserve you know it's they're asked out of innocent curiosity Mm. and it's it's important Mm. to give them give give them full answers but i like to do wheelies and things and show them that and and they they just love it one of the best things i do in schools and and actually if anybody buys my book they get a chance to do this as well because there's a little puzzle booklet that comes with the books. Um, I get the kids to design a new futuristic wheelchair for Grandad. Wow. I I basically say, look, you know, wheelchairs are boring, aren't they? Two big wheels at the front, two little ones. Sorry, big wheels at the back, two little ones at the front, and a seat, and that's it. So what if, what if it could have rockets? What if it could have tank tracks? What if it could have a roof or maybe a TV screen you could watch while you're riding along, that sort of thing. And when the kids get stuck in, some of the designs they come up with are absolutely incredible. Yeah. One of my favourites, a a kid said, um, I I said, what's this button for on the arm? He said, well, if you press that button, you get a cheeseburger. (laughs) Wow. I mean, you know, if that that wheelchair was in production, (laughs) I, I know of lot of people who'd want one of those. Yeah, you could be right. Even if they, they yeah. could, even if they was able-bodied, they'll still have the wheelchair just to sit in front of work. Yeah, I mean, what could be better than that? Yeah, <laughs> that's marvelous, mate. Um, so there's 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 three books out, and there's a fourth coming. Is that right? Yeah, this Friday. This yeah, Friday, I'm, fantastic. I'm, it's at the printers. I'm taking Brilliant. advance orders for it, and uh, it can Excellent. be pre-ordered on my website along with the others. Right. Well, could you give the details, please, of where people can have a look at these books and and go on your website and hopefully purchase them? Absolutely. They can not only buy the books, but they can see all about me and the characters and everything. Um, So it's dead easy, really. www.grandadwheels.com, all lowercase, grandadwheels.com. I even come out top on a Google search, I think, which is quite nice. Um, Uh, And you can buy them through there. and as I say, every single penny that you pay will go to the two charities that we're talking about. I don't keep a single penny out of it. That's that is absolutely amazing. Good, good on you, mate. Good on you. Um, d- before you go, I mean, the the yeah. um, if there are schools, and I know that you're a good distance away. You're in Halifax, aren't you? 
I am, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will... I will visit schools with a, ni- a 90 minute drive because right. I'm disabled. I can't really go much further than no, that. No, no, quite. Wonders of technology. I can do a virtual visit yeah. to a school anywhere. On my website, um, if you look at the tabs along the top, you've got lots of information. One of the tabs is schools, and you'll see a short little video there about my virtual visits if you're interested right. and some feedback from schools. Right. Brian, it's been a real joy talking to you. Bless you for all you're doing for the charities Thank you. and for for your your little grandson. I'm sure he he must enjoy having a celebrity of Granddad Wheels. Ah, <laughs> well, you know what? It, it is a bit of fun. Um, two years ago, before the pandemic got in the way, and by the way, you know, if it wasn't for the blooming pandemic, I would have been raising a lot more for charity. But um, there you go. It's all hopefully getting better now. Um, yeah, World Book Day. I went into Charles's school and he went dressed as himself. (laughs) That's quite funny, going dressed as a character in a book, but it was him. Um, And I embarrassed him terribly, of course, in front of all his mates. That was such fun for a granddad to be able to do that. (laughs) Yeah, but Um, I can... But if you look on, again, if you you look at the website, um, even if you... You don't buy a book. You know, there's lots of photographs and things on the website. You can see the real Charlie, the real granny. Um, and uh, as I say, the real Barney the dog. There's all sorts of stuff on there. Wow. But really, what a what a joy for for when he gets older and he's a, he's a man himself. And, he, you know, maybe ah, all, all of us have all gone. I'm sure he will treasure. It's uh, a legacy, granny. isn't it? He's, I did. I did say to him. Uh, right at the start, not that he was particularly interested, you know, because he's he was a little kid. Mm. But I did say to him right at the start, I said, one day we will see ourselves on a book in a bookshop window. And we did. That was great. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Well, take care of yourself, Brian. Thanks for coming on to Launchpad. It's pleasure. It's been Absolute a real, pleasure. real pleasure talking to you. Um, we we'll be in touch. No doubt, we will get some some of Granddad's wheels to to into Dogthorpe Infant School. And all you schools who are listening out there, whether you Hampton Academy Trust or far and far beyond, because we even have um, listeners in Australia and in America. Listen, wow. here is a wonderful book that's going or set of books that are. Going to charity, all going to charity, all helping people who find themselves in the um, unfortunate state that poor Brian was in. Uh, and hey, listen, little... can I say one more thing? I'm yeah, sorry of course you can. It's your, it's your show. Go. One of, one of the great things that happened ages ago was a friend of mine bought one of the books and he said, um, please don't send it to me. So what do you mean? He said, well, he said, I like this. I'd like to buy the book, but I want you and Charlie to give it away to somebody. So... When we were out and about, we saw a little kid in a wheelchair and we gave him the book and said, when you've read it, would you pass it on to somebody else? And a few other people got wind of this and lots of people have bought books but told me to give them to people who might enjoy them. So we call these our travelling books and so far they've got as far as Australia, New Zealand, Canada, even a little island in Indonesia uh, with a little primary school. So even if people don't have children themselves, you can buy a book, you you win because you've done something nice. The charity wins because they get the money and some little kid somewhere wins because they get a nice book. So how's that? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just give the website one more go. Grandadwheels.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Nadia. And my name is Joshua. And we are from Zoom Through History. 
and we want to wish Dogsthorpe Infant School a very Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas, everyone. Sadly, our Christmas episode has come to an end. Eddie, the Dogsthorpe Infant School well-being dog, wishes you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Tune in again soon when Eddie's Launchpad will be waiting to take you and your children on another exciting learning journey to dream, believe and shine. (laughs) 